John 15, 16 through 17, Amplified Version. And I really hope, man, this has been embedded in your spirit. The Bible says, I pray that this scripture verse has been written on the tablet of your heart. Man, it's been on the inside of you uh, for this past uh, month and a half. And this is Jesus. He says, you've not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I've appointed and placed and purposely planted you. How many know we were made for a purpose? And God purposely put us here in this planet, in this church, in this city for a reason. So that you would go and bear fruit and you keep on bearing, bearing fruit. We talked about that several weeks ago. What does that mean to bear fruit in my life so that your fruit will remain and will be lasting? So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as my representative, how many know we represent Jesus every single day? Not someday, every single day. We represent Jesus when we're driving. Can I get an amen, somebody? We represent Jesus at work. We represent Jesus when we're at home behind closed doors so that he may give give to you a fruitful life, and this is what I command you. Say command. Good church, come on, man. We're, we're warming up, right? And so, so that you love unselfishly and seek the best for one another. Man, I want to close out this collection of talks chosen with a, with a question. What do you do when God chooses you? Man, what do you do when God chooses you. And I love it when I say a title, a lot of hands go down and you're punching and you're taking notes. And, and I encourage you to take some notes today in your phone. Uh, take some notes today on pen and paper on the back of that Connect card. Uh, but what do you do when God chooses you? I want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, thank you for your word. I think your word is living, it's active. It's not, it's not an opinionated word, it's the truth. The Father, I thank you for what you've been doing in this church, what you're going to do in this church. I thank you for what you're going to do inside of every single person. Father, I thank you that you purposely planted us here for such a time as this. God, I thank you that we were created for more. God, I thank you that you have a plan for every single person. Father, I thank you that you chose us for such a time as this today. In Jesus' name, I pray, and everybody shout it. Amen. Amen. So what do you do when God chooses you? So anytime we ask a, a, a question, we should go and search throughout scriptures. And so Jesus said in John 15, I, you didn't choose me, I, I chose you. And, and we learned that was before the foundations. We learned that God created us uh, in Ephesians chapter 2 for, for good works. We're not saved by works, we're saved by grace through faith. And, and so what do I do when I realize that God chose me. He chose me. So what do I do? So we have to go to scripture. So I'm going to go to Mark, uh, uh, Matthew, excuse me, Matthew chapter four. And this is in the very beginning when the disciples are, are, are not disciples. They're fishermen. They're out there. They're working. They're laboring. Uh, think about you in your workplace, um, wherever you work at, if you drive around the city or, or you work at Instagram or you work at a cubicle or in an office or you're at home in Zoom and Jesus walks by your window, you know, like that's kind of creepy. And so... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And while walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They're casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And if you really know the, the context of culture at that time, that follow me meant something 
to them because they were, they were looking for someone to follow and no one picked them, no one chose them, and so they just went to work. I'm going to do what my dad did and my father's father did. And he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and they followed him. And going, oh, hey, hey, whoa, 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 hey. And going off from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of, uh, uh, oh my goodness, James, son of uh, Father Z, uh, Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee. How many know, how many were here the other week? I botched the name, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a deaf thing, or a stupid thing, who knows. And John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and Jesus called them to, I love that Jesus walking by and go, hey, hey, hey guys, follow me. I'll make your fishers a man. They just go, okay. And then he walks over there, you too. <laughs> I call you, come and follow me. And immediately they left their boat and their father and they followed Jesus. And so in this scripture, what do you do when God chooses you is you do what Jesus said, follow me. He said, follow me, follow me. I grew up in church, I heard this all the time. Follow me, sounds good. Follow the leader. Right, follow me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you. But in this context, what does it really mean? To follow Jesus means to live like Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said, follow me, and I want you to follow me for three years. I want you to follow, I want you to see what I do. Uh, this is great leadership principle. Jesus said, follow me. Uh, I want you to do as I do, not just do as I say. Uh, I'm gonna show you how to lay hands on the sick. I'm gonna show you how to love people. I'm gonna show you what it means to be a Christ follower. To follow Jesus means to live like Jesus. I brought my Bible, it's, it's in the back, but uh, uh, man, that, that God's textbook is all about how to follow Jesus. How to follow him. And I even love this in First Peter. For, for to this you have been called. You have been chosen because Christ suffered for you on a cross, right? Leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. Follow in his footsteps. I have a 10-year-old, and even just last night, uh, we had dinner on the patio. It was beautiful, not windy like it was today. And uh, uh, we had, um, Pastor Lindsay made delicious homemade pizzas, and then we got Levi DiGiorno, because he just doesn't appreciate quality, you know? And so uh, he's, he's eating his slice of pizza. He had a great basketball game. And uh, all of a sudden he goes, can I be done? And I'm like, like, eat your other slice. Like, it's only two slices. Normally he'll eat four or five and he didn't want to eat it. And so how many know as a, as a parent, like if you don't eat that, you get nothing else. You know what I mean? Like you don't skip dinner. All right, here's a parenting moment right here. I'm about to show my age in just a second, all right? Like you don't get to skip dinner and go get a snack later on. Are you kidding me? And so uh, we told him like, no, you, you, know, you eat that or don't eat. And, and so he go, oh yes, father, you know? And, and so he took it inside and Pastor Lindsay and I stayed in our backyard, got the fire pit going. And uh, all of a sudden, Pastor Lizzie, she can hear, all right? And so she goes, she hears Levi in the, in, the, in the kitchen a little bit later, and she's like, Levi, what are you doing? And we see him in our window where the sink is, and he's literally like, and he's got a can of uh, a jar of pickles. And he's like, and he notices that we could see him. He didn't realize that. And he puts it down, and he grabs a hand towel, and goes, I'm just doing the dishes like that. <laughs> And it's hilarious. And he kept going, super animated, like, oh, I'm just doing stuff. <laughs> you know, and we're like, put those pickles down. You know, like, how many know you can't kind of come, man? I'm the original OG. <laughs> but can I tell you this? Who you follow is who you become. 
Who you follow is who you become. Old quote, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Oh my goodness, that's great for teenagers. I'll show you the married couple you're hanging with, and I'll show you what kind of married couple you'll be. Who you follow is who you become. Who you follow is who you become. And in Leviticus chapter 19, in the original, I'm going to go back to the original. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament because the Old Testament is redeemed in the New Testament. And a lot of the New Testament we see in the Old Testament. And so Jesus said this, but in the original context, Leviticus 19, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to everybody, speak to the congregation of all the people of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy for your Lord is holy. Jesus in the New Testament said, be perfect for I am perfect. What does that mean? Is it perfection? No, it's striving to be holy. So he's saying, be holy for I am holy. How many know this is going to be a good word today? I promise you, because somebody in this room like, I'm in the wrong church. I'm far from holy. I'm holy. Mo-. No, okay. But here's what it is. I love this. Our friends in the Baker Encyclopedia He says, the primary Old Testament word for holiness means to cut or to separate. Cut or to separate. But I love this, because I've always known that, right? I need to be holy. If my eye costs me to sin, get rid of it, right? But fundamentally, holiness is a cutting off or separation from what is unclean and consecration to what is pure. To what is pure. God, I, I, I strive every single day To be holy, because to follow Jesus is to be holy. To follow Jesus is to be holy. And can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, as your pastor, this is one of the hardest things to do. Holiness, what is it? Am I pure? Am I consecrated? Am I clean? Am I I all these things? But John chapter 14, we're going to go back a, a, a chapter in our main context. And it says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So the Bible helps me to be holy. Holiness should not be a trigger word. Holiness should not be a, a, an offensive word. Holiness should be the goal of our Christianity. God, I want to be holy for you are holy. Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, but I love this. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll be holy. You'll keep my commandments. But then he says this, and I will ask the Father, and he'll give you a helper. We need a holy helper in our life. It is hard to be holy, but he says, I'll help you a helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, who the world cannot receive, because another sees him nor knows him, but you know him, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference, for he dwells with you and he will be with you. I love this in John 14, he continues on to say, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you of all things. He will teach you to be holy. But that means we have to say, Holy Spirit, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening to that still small voice. You turn on Netflix and go, um, you know, I, I can handle it. And then as you're watching the, the show, that still small voice saying, eh, eh. But here's my thing about holiness. I never want to change your behavior. I want God to change your heart. Yeah. It's not about behavioral modification. It's a, hey, you gave your life to Jesus on Easter. I need you to stop doing this, 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 this. I need you to stop doing all those things so that you can be holy. I believe holiness is giving Jesus your heart so that he changes your heart and a changed heart has changed behavior. 
It's so crucial, and that's why the Holy Spirit lives in us and helps us. See, the Holy Spirit helps me to be holy. The Holy Spirit helps me to be holy. So what do I do when God chooses you? It's be holy. It's to follow him. Ezekiel chapter 36. I'm going Old Testament, but this is so good. I love this. He says, I will vindicate the holiness of my great name which has been profaned amongst the nations and in which you have profaned amongst them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the, declares the Lord God, when through you, I vindicate my holiness. Through you, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and I will gather you from all countries and bringing you into your old land and I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanlessness, right? From all your idols, I will cleanse you and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. Flesh. That is a good word right there. Thank you, Ezekiel chapter 36. Because many people are in this room today going, I ain't holy. God wants to make you holy. It's a journey. It's a process. If you fail, that's okay. Get back up. It's okay. Say, Jesus, I, I, ah, oh, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you. And so he, uh, he says, I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to carefully obey my rules or guidelines, and you shall dwell in the land that I gave you of your fathers, right? And as I follow Jesus, he makes me holy. So here's my question. This is for Christ followers. If you, if you don't know Jesus or you're interested in Jesus, or if this is your first time in the house of God, I want you to know this is a great place to be. Yeah. Really is. I think this is a great church, great place to be. Uh, it's amazing what God is doing. But I want to ask for a, a question only to those that are like, I follow Jesus. I am a Christ follower. I love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul. I am a Christ follower. Here's my question for you today. If you're a Christ follower, how does your life stand out from the world? on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. I don't say those things to be relevant. I say those things because that's how we're out there. That's how we're in society. That's how we're in culture. Uh, at your workplace, man, even our kids, our, our people we do life with, how does your life stand out from the world? I'm not saying like, I'm gonna make Jesus famous so I could be famous. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, how are we set apart? I mean, how are we, and, and, and please don't be so, don't be so holy you're angry. How many know I'm talking about, right? Like, I follow Jesus. Well, I don't want to follow your Jesus because your Jesus is angry. He's angry Jesus, you know? But I love this. God abhors sin and injustice amongst his people. I want you to check this out. His holiness brings judgment upon it. Don't judge me. God does. But it says the purpose of such judgment, however, it's not destructive, but it's redemptive. God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to be unclean. God loves you so much, he doesn't want you to be unholy. But the supreme manifestation of God's holiness is his love. What do I do when God chooses me, right? It's I'm gonna follow him, I'm gonna do my very best to be holy. So what do you do when Jesus chooses you? I'm going to follow 
to, my, to the very best of my kingdom. Remember, the disciples screwed up daily. Jesus died on the cross. Before he died on the cross, he was like, listen, and still. And Peter's like, oh, well, I'll make sure no one does it to you. And he's like, Peter, get behind me, Satan. Like he's yelling at his boys that traveled with him for 12, uh, 12 guys for three years. He, he dies on the cross, comes back, and he still has to fix things, right? Still has to have a teaching moment. So hear me out. I'm going to try to, I'm just going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow and I'm going to live like Jesus. But here's what Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 4. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me and I'll make you the fishers of men. To love people is to fish for people. To love people is to fish for people. I'm going to prove it to you. Here's uh, John chapter 13. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You followed me and I taught you how to love. So now I command you to do what I did for you and want you to love others. I want you to love people. By this, all people will know that you're my follower. That all people will know that you are my disciple if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. You can't be holy and angry and not love people. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to live like Jesus lived, but then I'm going to love like Jesus loved. We're going to live like Jesus, and we're going to love like Jesus. God chose me to do what? To live like Jesus and to love like Jesus. To, to live like Jesus and to love like Jesus. What's my purpose? Well, we're going to do the details of purpose, but for now, we're going to live like Jesus, and we're going to love like Jesus. We're going to live like Jesus. We're going to love like Jesus. John chapter 15, the main verse of this series. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you. This is what I command you. This is a commandment, not a suggestion. I can't love people because the way I was brought up. That's a suggestion. Here's a commandment to you that you love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. Jesus said, I chose you to love people. Well, also, I'm going to take it a step further. Jesus said, I command you to love people. You want to to represent me? Love people. If you don't love people, we got to go back to loving God. That's our values of our A teams. Love God, love people, pursue excellence, choose joy. And so, man, Jesus, help me to love people. I found this interesting because, yes, love people, great message, hallelujah, high five, right? I'll do my best to love people. When next time someone cuts me off, I'll give him a thumbs up. <laughs> okay? I could do that part. But I found this really interesting is there's a, a, a great um, doctor, Dr. Carl Menninger, who co-founded the Menninger Clinic in 1925. He was known as the Dean of American uh, Psychiatry. And I love this. Dr. Carl was asked what a person should do if they felt a nervous breakdown coming on or even depression. So, so what do I do? What do I do when I'm dealing with this? He said, lock up your house, go across the railroad tracks, find someone in need, and do something for them. Right? That blew my mind. If you're struggling, I, like, when I read this, I was like, lock up your house. Done. Did that for two years, you know? I stayed in it. But it says, lock up your house, go across railroad tracks, find someone in need to do something for them. Because we were created for something more. And when we love people, it does something for us. 
when we bring hope to other people and then they, we see their aha moment, we see them go, oh my goodness. I mean, one time a, a woman got radically saved from drugs and abuse and all that. And then later on, she went back to the place that she got her hair done and she went, you go to my church? And they go, yeah. And they go, why didn't you tell me? For years we've known each other, but you never told me about the reckless love of God. So I'm going to follow Jesus by going to love like Jesus. Now here's a shameless plug. Today is Connect One Day. That's pretty good. That's good pastoring right there. If we're really honest, right? I mean, that's good pastoring. But can I tell you, um, Connect One Day will help you to follow and will help you to fish. We'll help you to live and we'll help you to love. Connect one day, uh, it's really good because even um, every single month, we used to do it every weekend. Uh, now we've consolidated all the steps into one, uh, one session out the lobby. We have Greek yogurt and bananas and uh, all that, right? And it's gonna be great childcare in Jesus' name, you know? Um, but we, we make, we've been making it so much better every single month that we do it. And even now, a little spoiler alert, but Lorenzo has a video that he's going to be showing in there of his story. And man, it just brought me back to, you know what? He came here and man, he learned to follow Jesus again. And he learned to love like Jesus. Now he's on our team. He's on our staff. He has a beautiful, uh, really his secret sauce is Alita, his wife, you know? <laughs> And a beautiful baby who turned one last week. And, and I'm here to tell you, uh, connect one day. Connect one day is a great step to take. I got plans today. I, I, so do I. And my plan is to be with you and connect one day. Because for many of us, I, can I be honest? I'm tired of us asking this question and not taking a step. What do you do when God chooses you? Let's follow Jesus. Well, then let's fish. Let's fish. I'm going to live like Jesus. I'm going to love like Jesus. I'm going to fish. I'm going to love. I'm going to follow. I'm going to live. I think when Jesus was walking on the shore and he was ready for his three-year journey to the cross, he saw four guys fishing. They were fishing all night long. And he walked up to them and he said, hey, Cast your nets on the other side. And I love that because we all do it. Lord, you don't know. <laughs> this ain't your thing. This is my thing. This is what I do. Right. I'll stay in your lane, Jesus. <laughs> Here's a, I got a better way. Why don't you just put fish in my boat, Jesus, right? But Jesus said, cast your nets on the other side and a miracle takes place. They had the most lucrative day of their career. And Jesus said, follow me. So I want us to watch this clip in Chosen. I'm gonna call Chosen and say, hey, y'all need to raise some money, all right? I need the whole thing. I want, I want when Jesus talked to Mary, and I want, you know, I want all the, I want all the episodes. But I'm so grateful for already what Angel Studios has done. And so I want us to watch Jesus' first encounter with with the disciples, Peter, James, and John. Let's go ahead. Simon, it's him. Excuse me. That's him, Simon, that's him. No time for this, Andrew. It's him, Simon, it's the man. John said he's here, right now. May I ask a favor? 
Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. But we've been doing this all night. Nothing. brother and the baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, how sorry. Lift up your head, fisherman. What do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. Follow me. As well. Yes, you, James and John, come, follow me. I'll take the fish into market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? <laughs> We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now. So, you sure you don't want to do this just a few more times? Well, we'll make a great team on the boat. Son, joking. <laughs> Fish are nothing. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Did you understand that parable I told earlier? From now on, 
I will make you fishers of men. And you are to gather as many as possible, all kinds. I will sort them out later. I love that. I just, I like Peter. I like Peter. He's like, come on, Jesus, you know? And I just love how the, the Chosen series, and I encourage you to watch it all. And that's going to be the last one for this collection of talks. But I love that because that's how Jesus said, follow me. I'll teach you how to fish. I'll teach you how to live. I'll teach you how to love. But then Jesus goes and after a three-year journey, he has um, the Last Supper communion. And then he gets betrayed by, by Judas. He goes and has a illegal, you know, middle of the night uh, court session. Goes through all the different processes and even gets traded out for another murderer. And he's dying on the cross and nails in his hands, nails in his feet. And he dies, they put him into a rich man's tomb. And three days later, Mary and uh, the ladies came to the tomb and the stone's been rolled away and the angel said, he's not here. And so then they run and get the disciples. Disciples, some lazy turkeys, you know. <laughs> Gets them and they see that he's not there. But it wasn't all the disciples, it wasn't all 12. Because here's what happened when after... Jesus got arrested. They said, aren't you a disciple, Peter? And Peter said, no, 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 I'm not. And he went further on and they said, aren't you? Aren't you? Peter said, no, I'm not. And the little girl by the fire, aren't you, aren't you a follower of Jesus? He said, no. And the Bible even says he cussed her out. He denied Christ three times when the rooster crowed. Well, Jesus died and they didn't know he resurrected yet. And here in John chapter 21, it says, now this is the third time Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead, right? They have finished breakfast and Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said, feed my sheep. I'm gonna pick apart this story in just a minute. But Jesus gives us the third thing to do when he chooses us. I'm going to follow, I'm going to fish, but now I'm going to feed. I'm going to follow, I'm going to fish, I'm going to feed. You know Jesus was the original pastor because it was all Fs. (laughs) Follow, fish, feed. I'm a new 2022 pastor. I want you to live, I want you to love, but I want you to lead. Because leading is feeding. Leading is feeding. See, many Christians, and I love this, Tim Keller, he's a, uh, a, you know, a, a, a great pa- pastor and leader in New York, and his story is went to New York City, and, and uh, just a, a great church with birth out of that, and all those different things, and, and, and I love this, Tim Keller said, many Christians move to the city because they think the city needs them, but they don't know they actually need the city, and I was like, what does this mean? This is what he says, over the years, my posture has changed from seeking to reach the city and changing it to loving the city and to serve it. There's a difference, man, there's a difference between I'm going to charge the the gates of hell, but there's another difference of following 
and loving. I'm just going to serve my city. We love by leading and we lead by serving. We lead by serving. It doesn't mean, uh, this isn't a character deal. This is what we do with our lives. I'm going to follow Jesus, live like Jesus, be holy. I'm going to love people. How do I love people? I'm going to feed people. How do I feed people? I'm going to serve people. We love by leading and we lead by serving. And so I'm going to, I'm going to live. I'm going to love. I'm going to lead. Leading doesn't mean I'm in charge. Leading means I'm actually in the very bottom. I'm going to serve. I'm just going to serve. I'm going to love. You know what's so powerful about serving in this day and age? Sometimes we kind of go, what is wrong with culture and society? It is all just going to trash. You know what's impactful about that is when we actually love and and serve people, people go, what's different about you? And we just go, I'm just a Christ follower. I love Jesus. And so John 21, not all the disciples went to the empty tomb on Easter Sunday. Some stayed back, and this is what Peter did in John chapter 21. Simon Peter said to them, I'm, I'm going fishing. I just denied Jesus three times. I just screwed this. I mean, if, if, if anyone would be holy, if anyone would be the one to love people the greatest, shouldn't it be Peter? Followed Jesus for three years? Didn't leave his side. And Jesus said, I denied him three times. And he, he warned me, he said, before you didn't, the rooster would crow, after you didn't, like, he told me I was going to do what I, I, I vowed never to do. But then Peter says, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. Even after denying Jesus, he's still, man, he's still leading people. He's still leading people. Some of you, you've walked away from the faith, but you get frustrated because people are following you. It's the anointing God has placed in your life. And they said to him, we'll go with you. And they went out, they got into the boat. Now remember, I read in John chapter four, Matthew chapter four, we just watched it on the big screen. That was in the earlier encounters. That was their very first account of meeting Jesus. But it said they got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. So many times we will follow Jesus Yes, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Oh, I got to love people now? Okay. It just got a little harder. Because I liked it when Jesus loved me and nothing else. So I'm going to love people now. I'm going to follow and I'm going to love. I'm going to follow. I'm going to love. You know what the problem with loving people is people aren't perfect. People aren't necessarily holy. People aren't necessarily as loving. I've learned this long ago. I love people. They don't love me back. You know the wooer inside of me says, I'm going to win you over. I'm going to love you like crazy. I'm going to get you. For some of you, you go, by Felicia, and you say, boundary. The problem is, is we follow, and we love, and we get hurt. We get disappointed. We get frustrated. Or we fail. Or we deny Christ. Or we sin. Or we backslide. And we go back to what we thought worked. We go back to the very thing that Jesus called us from. We go back, and what happens is when you go back, you're going to get nothing done. Just nothing's going to get accomplished. You might be distracted, but you're going to get nothing done. 
in John chapter 21, when they finished breakfast. So I want you to see this context. I didn't want to read all this today. But Jesus shows up to them and they go, have you caught anything? And they went, no, mysterious person. No, I'm about to deny you, denied. And Jesus says, why'd you put your nets on the other side? You know what I love? Jesus went back to them after three years and after three denials and after going back to what? And after going back to the very beginning, Jesus said, let's try this again. Let's, I'm going to meet you at the same place. I'm going to have you do the same thing because there's something about a familiar God. Yeah. And he said, let's do this again. And so Peter sees and goes, oh, it's Jesus. John recognizes him. John goes, it's Jesus whom Jesus loved. He wrote that in book of John. And Peter sees it. He gets out of it. He puts on a jacket. I don't know why. And he swam to shore. And when he gets to shore, this is my kind of Jesus. He's cooking fish. Yeah. He's like, come here, breakfast. He wasn't like, ah, I'm here. Jesus didn't go, What's wrong with you? you Deny me three times. This is what he says. He says, they finished breakfast. Jesus said, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, if theologians believe he's either pointing to the fish, do you love me more than your career? Or some theologians think he was pointing to kind of like just people and disciples. Like, do you love me more than, than all this clout and position? And, he, and Peter said, well, yes, Lord, I, I, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my sheep. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my sheep. I've known the scripture for years. Is it agape love or phileo's love? Is it I love you like a friend or I love you like Christ loves you? And he says, feed my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Lord, he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything and you know that I love you and Jesus said feed my sheep Amen. now they believe right they believe he said three times because he denied Jesus three times wow. three times denial so he said three times feed my sheep isn't that interesting how repentance is kind of tied towards leading and loving people that I'm going to follow Jesus I'm going to fish for people. But now I'm going to feed sheep. And I love that. I think this is great hope for us today. Because many people, maybe you're saying, I, I don't even know if I want to raise my hand at the end of the sermon and give my life to Jesus today. Or maybe there's people in this room saying, I, I, you, you, I'm going to fail that background check. You won't let me serve. I don't know if I can go to Connect one day. I don't know if I can get involved. I, I just, man, if you know my story, and we'll work on that. Because what's important to us is for us to follow first, fish second, and man, we're going to feed third. Man, we want you to love God, love people, so you can know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. But I love this, that Peter was on a journey of saying, man, I'm gonna follow Jesus. I'm gonna follow Jesus. And then I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna live like Jesus. I'm gonna fish for people. I'm gonna fish for men and women. I'm going to fish. I'm going to love people. I, I, it's a commandment. I'm gonna do what I can to love people towards Jesus. Not me. I'm not gonna win people to me, but I'm gonna win people to Christ. But I love this. Follow, fish, and then feed. But this is what he says. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Follow me. 
Will you do me a favor? I'm gonna st- uh, will you stand with me, please, just for a second? I want to pray with you today. But I want us to have some great hope in what Jesus said. Jesus said, follow. Jesus said, I want you to fish, and I want you to feed. You know what I love? Then he says, follow me. You didn't choose me, but I chose you to follow me again. To follow me again. To follow me again. I'm so grateful that we serve a God in heaven. He does more than just save us. He wants to use us because he chose us. So if you're here today with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to encourage you today. Three steps. Will you give your life to Jesus? Not only will you give your life to Jesus, but will you give it to Jesus? Will you walk out of here today and say, I'm going to live a holy life. I'm going to live according to God's word. I'm going to live like Jesus lived. And maybe you're here today, the second step is, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to fish for people. I'm going to love people. I'm going to love people again. I want to see God do such a work in your heart through all the different influences that you have, people that you're connected to. I want you to love people, to love people. But I want you to feed people. I want you to lead them and guide them. The Bible says, man, we don't, we don't have, man, we have, enough, we have plenty of teachers, but not many fathers. Man, we need some spiritual fathers in this house, spiritual mothers in this house, small group leaders, those that serve on the A team, those that show this next generation how to serve, man, how to serve one another. Show this next generation how to live holy. Show this next generation how to be a Christ follower. It's not rules and regulations, it's giving Jesus your heart. How do we do that? But I really believe, man, we're stuck on the fourth step. It is that I denied Christ, I screwed up, I messed up, I made mistakes, and the enemies hold that over your head. And Jesus said, do you love me? Feed my sheep, do you love me? Feed my sheep, do you love me? Feed my sheep. It is more than church attendance. It's more than showing up on Sunday. It's more than just watching online. It is feeding his sheep. And many of us go, I can't, Lord. I screwed up. And Jesus said, just follow me again. Let's start over again. It's full circle again. Let's make a difference together. And so come on, church, I want you to raise your hands. I want you to give God all the praise and all the glory. Because Peter, in the face of Jesus, said, I got to get to Jesus. I got to worship Jesus. He fell on his knees and said, Lord, I am undone. Lord, I screwed up. Lord, I messed up. But I need you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
I can tell you, life is much better when you follow, when you fish, and when you feed. Now, man, let's live, let's love, and let's lead like Jesus. Sometimes I want to say, if this is your first time, I don't normally get wild like this, but I do. Because it's not about Jeremy. I feel there's such an urgency. Man, we have got to stop sitting back and going, I hope all that takes care of itself. It's for us to say, man, let's live holy. Let's love people. And let's make a difference. Let's go to Connect one day. Let's serve. And I gotta tell you, you have to serve every week. You have to burn yourself out. Your health is so much more important than what you do. Hear me out. I want you to know, life is much better. <laughs> so much better when you live for Jesus. Because you not chose me, but I chose you. I have appointed you and I have placed you and purposely planted you. I've saved you, pulled you out of darkness into the light, but I, I got plans for you, but I command you to love people. If you're here today, you wanna to give your life to Jesus. And anytime we talk about holiness, anytime I study on holiness, I literally go, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I fall short, but that's why I need the Holy Spirit. So I repent of my sins, be Lord of my life, Repent means to change your mind. It is not a judgmental uh, word. Repent means, God, I changed my mind today. I want to live holy. I don't want to live worldly. I want to live holy. I want to live like Jesus so I can love like Jesus, so I can lead like Jesus. And when I screw up, I'm going to start over again. I'm going to follow. I'm going to fish. I'm going to feed. If you're in this room today and you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus with my sweaty armpit and everything. I'm going to do both, all right? I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me too. That's me too. Just put a hand up. Just keep it up. I'm going to pray for every single person in this house today. They say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want us to all pray. Uh, close your eyes and just say this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for choosing me. Say thank you for dying on the cross for me. Say thank you for paying for what I did. Say the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to follow you with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. I'm going to love people. I'm going to lead people. I'm going to make a difference because the best way I know how, I'm going to follow you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody. Give God a shot today.